Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Elise DeLucci Show. How you doing? Episode 83. Fact of the day. The five causes, the five top causes for car accidents. Do you know what they are? Intoxication, speeding, distractions, recklessness, and bad weather. I don't know if you know why I'm telling you this fact of the day. It's because I had a crazy car accident last week. Cars totaled. I was driving in Long Island. I was on uh, the LIE, I think, and, uh, you know, I'm approaching the exit that I needed to get to, and there was so much traffic and cars going in. Everybody drives like crazy people out in Long Island. I don't know if you're in New York listening to this or, you're, you know, you're in the Midwest. I don't know where you are, but the Long Island Expressway, you get these nut job people driving around over there, and, uh, you know, all of a sudden... Uh, the girl in front of me, there was a girl in front of me, and she, she, you know, she started to come to a stop. You know, we're in traffic, but she starts to come to a stop. Then, of course, I, the car behind her, start to come to a stop. And then what do you think happens? A car behind me rear-ends me so fast, going like 70 miles an hour, and that's it. I slam into the car in front of me, three-car accident. Um, my head, uh, you know, flipped back kind of and hit the headrest and then hit the steering wheel. And by the way, I don't even know why the hell my airbags didn't open. But you know what's just the worst about accidents in general is why every time do we get into an accident is the person who hits you or somebody involved like never have a license? It was a kid. It was a kid. He wait, wait, wait for it. This kid, he's born in like 2003. 2003. First of all, <laughs> I didn't even know someone born in 2003 can even drive. I'm doing trying to do quick math after I just got into this accident. But then I stopped and I realized that I was born in the 1900s. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be a thing, right? That's one day going to be a thing. Like our kids, grandkids, whatever, they're going to be like, ew, you were born in the 1900s, so old. But anyway... The kid who hit me, he had was in a Mustang convertible. According to him, it was a brand new car, uh, and he just got it. He just got his license. And by the way, like, who gets their license and gets, like, a, a Mustang, brand new Mustang for their first car? Anyway, no license, no registration, no insurance. His father comes. You know, they're, they're just dead silent. So anyway, cops came, wrote it up. And uh, thank God the cop wrote it up how it actually happened, which was I was rear-ended and it pushed my car into the car in front of me because, you know, otherwise I'd be responsible for the car um, that I hit in front of me. But the damage wasn't really anything. I was the only one. My car's totaled. And, uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, let's put you in an ambulance and a stretcher. And I'm walking. I'm thinking there's nothing wrong with me. I'm like, no, this is fine. I'm going to have the tow truck give me a ride and I'm going to be totally fine. And that's what I did. I went the whole entire day, um, you know, working, doing whatever I'm doing. It wasn't until uh, Monday night that my he- I started having crazy headaches and my neck was like just in the worst pain and my jaw was hot, blah, blah. Anyway, I went to the hospital a few times last week and it was, it was just, it, it was crazy. So I have um, a mild concussion, fun, uh, whiplash. Two discs like in my neck. I, they're a little like messed up. I don't know. I don't know if there's like slip discs or herniated discs. Um, and I have like bruising on my ribs. And you know, ugh, please, I don't know. I, 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 t- to be continued. I'm dealing with it. Uh, you know, I'm taking some medication. Fine. I don't have a car anymore. So that's terrible. I have to find a car. And of course, there's a car shortage going on. 
I'm looking for, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a car with three rows, you know, what if I f- could find one. But my kids, like, they drive me nuts in the back seat because I had a little small crossover sort of car. And, um, you know, the, the back seat was small. Like, it was small like a sedan back seat. So I think now if I could find a three-row, you know, SUV, maybe the second-row captain chairs, I think that's what I'm going to try to find. But the whole thing is I'm all just disheveled. I can't believe it. Um, you know, and this stuff just happens so fast. And you can't be yourself. And by the way, I should say, I never had an accident before. So I didn't, you know, this is all sort of new to me. Okay, one time I had an accident. I was 17 years old driving around my Dodge Shadow on the Garden State Parkway in New Jersey. And I, like, went over a median. And, and, and like, I think antifreeze is leaking all over the place. All over the place. And my father... Um, at the time came, you know, and, 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 and fixed it all up for me. But that isn't even real. That wasn't even really an accident. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm a little freaked out. Like, I, it happens so fast, like I said. And um, usually in the morning, I, I like to go to Dunkin'. I like to get a nice coffee. I didn't do it that morning because I was just, I'll make it at home. Fine, fine. And you know what? There you go. Routine gets a little altered, and here we are. But I am okay. I I wish, I do wish, though, it didn't happen when it happened because I had to go on stage. The the accident happened on a Monday. And then on on that coming Saturday, I was a part of the New York Comedy Festival, this big show they had called New York's Funniest, where they take, they pick uh, submission tapes from like, you know, thousands of comedians and they put a lineup, a show together of 10 comics and you kind of compete for this title, New York's Funniest Comedian. And it was such an honor to be on the show with all these people, past winners, were like Michael Che, Nate Bargatze, uh, I think that's how you say his last name, and um, you know Michael Che's on SNL, and it was just like it just was such an honor. And uh, I did not win, but it doesn't matter. I was. <sighs> let me tell you something, okay? Let me let's talk about this for a second. I have a freaking concussion, okay? And I'm at this. Cl- I'm at Caroline's where the show was Saturday afternoon, four o'clock show, and. Uh, you know, and I know my material. I know what I'm talking about. I've done this stuff 400, 500 times. I know it like the back of my hand. It was so nerve wracking because I was forgetting things throughout the day and, you know, in the days leading up. Of course I was. I have a concussion. And the the comic before me is on stage. I was third. The comic before me, he's on stage. He's just about to finish up. We each did eight minutes, quick sets. And, um, and then the host comes on, and I knew that the host was going to announce me any second, and I all of a sudden got freezing cold. Cold air came over me, and I looked out at the crowd, and I just saw white. I just saw white, all, all, all 400 people, just white. It was a packed house, and I turned around. You know, I'm supposed to be walking towards the stage this moment. I turned around, and I was going towards the green room. I was like, "Get me the fuck out of here!" I was gonna, I was gonna, I was trying to find somebody, grab somebody, and say, "Go on stage." I can't do it. I don't know what it was. Um, I usually don't get nervous before I go on stage. I don't have stage fright, but I think maybe in this case I did because I was so, uh, you know fucked up in the head, I mean, for lack of, lack of a better word. Um, I brought my notebook. I had like, you know, a, a set list 
of what I was going to talk about. I had that with me. So I brought that on stage. I didn't have to use it, thank God, but it was like a security blanket. I, and I do, I had a great show. I had a great set. I do think, though, that probably hindered um, my score and whatever they were judging because, you know, you're a pro comic. You're going up. You're doing a spot. Like, you're not supposed to go up there with your notes, you know? It's amateur hour. Um, unless, of course, you're working out new material, which I wasn't. So... That was a big bummer. Um, the girl that won, she there was a girl that went won, which was amazing. Her name is Jordan Jensen. She uh, performs a lot at the Comedy Cellar. Funny girl, really like you know, great stage presence, super confident, super dirty, super dirty. I didn't know that that was that that was what they were looking for. Like New York's funniest comic, and obviously we're in comedy clubs and lots of comedy is blue, aka filthy, but uh. This Jordan, she's on stage talking about things that I can't even, I can't even, I, I don't even know anything about. She's like on opening up her set like, so I'm a squirter. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I couldn't even believe it. And then she was talking about um, letting guys come on her face. I mean, can you, can you even? I, first of all, I've always been like a little bit on the prudish side, but like, I don't, those words don't even come out of my mouth in the bedroom after 10,000 drinks with my girlfriends, let alone saying them on a stage in a comedy competition in front of 400 strangers. I mean, could you die? But uh, they judged based on, you know, performance and originality and blah, blah, blah. I thought I had a good set, but I'm happy for her. Anywho, um, I was supposed to go to L.A., had to cancel that trip because apparently, who knew, you can't fly with a concussion. My doctor said that the pressure of the airplane could have really uh, further impacted the concussion. I'd have worse headaches. I was doing great shows out there. I was going to do the Hollywood Improv. I was going to be on Jay Leno's show. He has a show out in Flappers. So hopefully that gets rescheduled soon. But I did want to ask you, because we didn't talk last week, is last week I had my friend on the podcast for episode 82, Mike Young. He's a hilarious, hilarious comedian. And uh, I had some requests for, you know, bringing on guests and talking to some of my funny friends, you know, just for an hour, just to shoot the breeze. So I want to know what you guys thought about it. I recorded the podcast. Uh, it's also on video. I'm putting it up on YouTube uh, either tonight or tomorrow. So you could check it out if you want to watch the YouTube version of it. We uh, we had you know we had a great time, and I, I I think it could be a thing. I don't know. You let me know. Let me know if you like it. If you want to hear more um, interviews, more more. Well, I should say conversations because it's not really an interview. It's just cash, super cash. Can't believe Christmas is coming up. I mean, can you believe this? I know. I, I, you didn't even answer me because I don't hear your side of the conversation. You know, this is how this goes, right? I mean, I'm a stand-up, and that's what I do. I go on stage. I have a one-way conversation, and that's exactly what I'm doing on this podcast. <laughs> but I can't believe it either. The holidays are here. I mean, it, it came out of nowhere. Really. Um, my, ki- my kids, oh, this is going to be a hard holidays, a hard year for the holidays for me because my daughters are going to the U.K., you know, my ex and I, we do every other uh, Christmas, you know, and the girls were with me last year, and this year they're going to the UK. And you know what? I mean, I, I, I guess I could kick up a fuss if I really wanted to and, you know, say, no, no, I want them to be with me. And I do. Don't get me wrong, especially after last year's pandemic Christmas. But, I mean, they haven't seen their grandparents in in uh, over two years, so it'll be nice for them. Hard for me, nice for them. I put up the tree today, and it's not even Thanksgiving, but I figured uh, we'll make Thanksgiving 
like, you know, kind of like a Christmas celebration. And then obviously I'll celebrate Christmas after with them when they get home. I uh, I was on Amazon, you know, like just looking for paper goods and just whatever. Not because I'm serving on paper. You know what? I actually think I should serve Thanksgiving on my Lennox China that I never use. I don't know about you if you actually use your China. Um, I just I, I just turned to look at it. I have a, um, in my kitchen, um, you know, I, I, I got renovated my apartment when I got it. And my kitchen has a built-in China cabinet. It's not anything big. Not like your grandmother's China cabinet, but... But it has like glass windows um, on it, so I, I have my china set up all nice, and I, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I have um, Lennox tuxedo. That that's the name of the pattern. It's like an ivory. The my okay. So it's, the plate is ivory, just with a little gold rim on the edge, and then the salad plate is a small smaller. Uh, ivory plate, obviously, with a thick gold rim, you know, and then I have the, the all this the, the shit that goes with it. I I've never used this. I, I think I used it once, so uh, maybe I'll serve on it this year. But paper's easier. But anyway, so I'm on Amazon, right? And I'm looking for paper goods when I'm thinking maybe I'm gonna do Thanksgiving with paper, and I come across this store. I don't know. I mean, you have to be a Golden Girls or a Bob Ross. Uh, yeah, Bob Ross fan, but um, you know the painter. So it, it's called Prime Party Store. It's just ridiculous. It's re- I don't know how I even came across this, but it's basically party decorations. If you're a Golden Girls or a Bob Ross fan, like they have the most wacky supplies. They have Bob. You could do Bob Ross bingo. You could get Golden Girl life size lawn cutouts. I, I mean, like I don't know who needs Blanche Devereaux. You know, forty five Blanche Devereaux laying across your lawn. But if you do, you could check out Prime Pantry Store. Obviously, not an ad. So I was talking to you about a few weeks ago. I was looking for a down vest. Okay, I've come to a a, a, a little bit of a thing, a little bit of a a, a conclusion here. <coughs> I went to Uniqlo because I like Uniqlo, and I think I told you that they have this vest, this down vest, and it doesn't have a collar, so it doesn't you know it doesn't go up towards your neck, which usually I like. But the this down vest. It cuts off like a like a uh, like a crew neck shirt, so it's not. You could wear it under like a denim jacket, is what I'm saying, and, it, and it's very slim. It's called the women's ultralight down compact vest. It's like thirty nine bucks. I've been wearing it on stage. I I basically wear a turtleneck, and uh, this might have what I wear on stage. I wear the Uniqlo, a black Uniqlo heat tech turtleneck, and then I wear this vest over, and then you know a denim jacket if it's cold, depending on where I am. But it's nice. It buttons it buttons up this vest, and again, just a crew neck. So it's it's a sort of a chic look. I mean, sometimes I look really fast in the mirror, and I feel like I look like a box. But you know, like that's fine. That that's totally fine. I want to tell you what I just saw. You're gonna die. Um, do you know Candace Bushnell? You know she wrote Sex in the City. You know she and you you know you know how Sex in the City started, right? I mean. Candace Bushnell uh, was a columnist for Cosmo and Ladies Home Journal, and then she started working for the New York Observer, um, which I interviewed there years ago, by the way. I almost took the, a job there uh, before I took the job that I currently have. But anyway, um, so 
uh, she she worked at the New York Observer, and she wrote this column, "Sex in the City," and then uh, she wrote a book, and the next thing you know, you know, HBO series and the whole thing, and she's written tons of novels. So she has a one woman show out right now, and it's called "Is There Still Sex in the City." And uh, I went to go see it. It's down at the Daryl Roth Theater. That's in Union Square. Um, you know, and Union Square is great because you have the green market there if you're there when, they, when they're doing it. It just came out. The show literally just came out. Um, it was cute. It was If you want to have a girl's night out and you're in Manhattan or you're coming to Manhattan over the holidays, I recommend it. It's super cute. If you like Sex in the City... It's great. Candace Bushnell, I mean, good for her. She she's she's 63 years old. She wrote this one woman play and the it's you know it has a set. Usually one woman shows are pretty, you know, one one person shows are pretty like a blank um uh set. But this she had a whole set going, uh you know, like a cute hot pink and gold Chesterfield couch. She had shoes all over the place and phones and the, and there was lots of um, audio and there was video. It was really, really uh, good. And she basically went through the story of how um, she's actually Carrie Bradshaw. You know, she talked about how she became a sex columnist for the New York Observer um, and why it was sex, in, you know, in the city because she wanted to basically, uh, you know, be able to live in Manhattan and go around, have sex like a guy and, and, and you know, write about it. That was like what she did. And she created this alter ego, Carrie Bradshaw, and that's how the whole thing came about. And I didn't know that. I didn't know. I didn't know that that was the, that was the case. Um, I think I knew that Candace was Carrie, but I didn't know to what extent. And she basically just goes through decades of her life, and it's adorable. It was it was funny. Um, you know, I, I I saw it like the day it came out. I mean, so it's like it, it was it. You know, she was. She's obviously not a stage actor, um, and she did a great job. And at 63, God, I mean, good for her, you know, still trying to do this. Meanwhile, she's had like five, ten best-selling columns and, uh, sorry, books, and of course, um, the movie, the TV show, sorry, and then the movie. I don't know if she, I don't know if she sold off all the rights after she wrote the book. I'm not really sure about the economics on that, but you know, I almost wondered when I was watching the show. Is she doing this because there's the Sex in the City movie, you know, where they're older coming out? And I don't think she has anything to do with the Sex and the City franchise anymore. So I wonder if that was like her way of not piggybacking, but kind of piggybacking on the new movie that's going to come out for Sex and the City. She wrote this book, Is There Still Sex and the City? And that's what, the, you know, the show is. And uh, I don't know. It's adorable. I recommend Okay, this is a serious. This is a <laughs> this is a serious fat girl moment right here. Have you tried the Ritz crackers, fudge covered crackers yet? Because let me tell you how they're described. So you know, I've said I order my groceries on Instacart because I I can't be bothered with the lines in Manhattan waiting for groceries. It's slim pickings in the store. Who has masks on, shields, and gloves? I can't handle it. And then, you know, you pay. And then, of course, if your groceries are too heavy, you got to pay, you know, for a cab. So forget it. I'll forego picking out my stuff by myself, and I'll just pay somebody to do it and get Instacart. It costs $5 to deliver. Anyway, okay. So I'm on Instacart, right? And I see this product pop up, you know, at Fairway. 
and it's the Ritz crackers, fudge covered, red box. And this is they 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 describe it. The original Ritz drenched in rich chocolate fudge near perfection. Does that not sound like a delight? I love salty sweet. I love carbs and chocolate. I love to get like I mean, oh my God, I'm so disgusting. I mean, I I, I could have a, a, a cookie wrapped in like a tortilla and, and I would be happy as Larry for the rest of the night. But they're sold out all over the place. Can't get up. I ordered from Fairway. I ordered from Key Food. I then ordered from Fairway again. I went to CVS a couple times in person. Yeah, if you get them, you got to let me know how they are. I'm sure they're delicious. They're probably salty, they're buttery, they're rich, like the Ritz cracker, and then covered in chocolate. My God. I had to just take a short freaking break because my daughter's screaming on the top of her lungs, Mommy, Mommy! And I just went, and she wanted to tell me if I could give her... Uh, a, a, a tube of lotion. Uh, I don't even know where she gets them. A tube of lotion. Can I have a tube of lotion from my backpack tomorrow for school? Because today her hands were dry. So I just dug up some old cr- <laughs> crusty St. Ives travel size lotion that I had in the back of my linen closet. And I gave it to her. I, I guess I have to get something anyway. Um, oh, on the Sex and the City note, you know you could rent out Carrie's apartment? That's like a thing right now. It's on Airbnb. You could rent it out and stay there. So the address is 6 Perry Street. Here's the catch, though. I didn't look too much into this. It's only $23 a night. I have no, I have no idea how that's even possible. Everything I looked up, you could you could read about it. There's an article on CNN. It's like, stay at Carrie Bradshaw's apartment. They're renting it out. $23 a night. Like, I, I mean, how many Sex and the City fans are there? How, how, why, why would, they, isn't there a gaggle of lines? I mean, that shit would be rented out till 2030, I feel like, if it was $23 a night. Who, who wouldn't want to do that? So cute and fun. But anyway, that, that's, that's a thing. That's a thing. I don't know if you got any tickets for any shows in your area, Christmas shows. I've been trying to get, um, Oh my God, that's right. I forgot to tell you. Um, well, I was, let me say, I was trying to get tickets for the Rockettes and then my ex-husband tells me that his girlfriend, wait, can you, can you even his, yeah, let's, let's actually talk about this. First of all, I could tell you where to get some cheap tickets. We'll get to that in a second. I hope my concussion doesn't make me forget. So I've wanted to take my daughters to the Rockettes, right? I love the Rockettes. I went when I was little. Radio City, going to Radio City at Christmas time, amazing. So New York, so fun. I don't care that I live here, lived here my whole life. I want to take my daughters. Last year, everything was closed, obviously, and this year they're able to appreciate it. So I wanted to take them, right? Fine. So I'm looking for tickets, looking for tickets, and every time, you know, I was, I went on the website, like Ticketmaster or Telecharge, you know, the ticket's like $140 each or something like that. That's expensive. That's expensive. And it's expensive for me. I'm on my own. You know, it's like the three tickets, plus we'll have dinner out, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? Let me not buy them right away. They'll probably have like a discount code coming up, whatever, and I'm going to wait. And I've been checking, checking. Now there is a discount. There's a there's a there's like a code. I got an email and it was like forty percent off or something. Fine. So I uh, I don't know how it came up with my ex husband, but I basically told him. So I just mentioned it. I think casually, and he says something like, "Oh, 
I already got tickets for the Rockettes. And I was like, what does that even mean you got tickets? I was like, that's like my thing. That's like my tradition. It's like, that's a mother-daughter thing to do. What do you mean you got tickets? And then, and you know, and I'm, I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy. Now, listen, it's very nice, okay, that a father wants to get tickets to a show for him and his daughters. But it just felt like it was like, it just felt like there was a little more to the story. I wasn't really getting it. Like, you want to take the good girls to see Rockettes? Like, I, the Rockettes, I get it. Like, not the Nutcracker. Like, I don't, you know, I, it just, something wasn't adding up. And so I said to him, was your girlfriend going? And he said yes. And then, you know, he tells me that she bought the tickets. And wait for it. She wanted to have something, plan something special and Christmassy with him and the girls. And you know what? Listen, I don't care how I sound. I... It's nice that she's she takes an interest in my kids. But you know what? I feel like you're stepping on my turf a little bit. Like, he doesn't even say to me, hey, my girlfriend wants to get tickets, you know, to the Rockettes. And I don't need to approve that what they do. But it's like, you know, you would think you would say that. I, at least I would think. Listen, the theaters are open back up. I'm thinking of getting girls to tickets to get the girls, blah, blah, blah. What do you think about that? Or my girlfriend wants to get. So you know what? I, I, I. I put the gabosh on that. I said, absolutely not. I'm taking them to the Rockettes. Like, I don't need, because, you know, to be honest, I don't even know what other Christmas show is open. I did not see the Nutcracker Ballet advertised anywhere. And I really did want to take my daughters to see a Christmas show, especially because I'm not going to be with them for Christmas. Anyway, I was so annoyed about the whole thing. I mean, this woman, in my opinion, just has some goddamn nerve. I mean, they haven't even been together that long. And it's like, get your own freaking kids if you want kids so bad. You want to do something special and Christmassy with two kids? How about this? Go make your own. How about that? Thank you. Thank you. Okay? And you know what? I have to tell him. I'd say, you know what? I said, I don't need this woman trying to make my kids like her own, okay? Like in the animal kingdom, okay, do you know what kind of crazy murder would be committed if another mom, mama bear tried to go near the, the other mother bear's cubs? Like, get the hell out of here. I'm not nuts like that, but I, I, I feel like it's just, you know what? I just have to chalk it up to, she, she just doesn't know. She doesn't know. She's a little, you know, stew-nod. Anyhow, you need to join the Theater Development Fund if you live in the area. I took an acting class years ago, and one of the actresses there told me about the about TDF, tdf.org. It's um, it's like a nonprofit that supports Broadway and 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 the arts and and the theaters in New York. And the, to join, I think it's like fifty five dollars or something. But what you get is you get to buy tickets super cheap. And when I say super cheap, I mean way cheaper than, no, I don't mean super cheap like $5, although they do have some $5 off, off Broadway shows, but you do get to buy shows at a big, a way big discount. So the Sex and the City show, um, the Candace Bushnell one woman show on telecharge, the tickets were $139 and I paid 31 because you go on TDF. And you click on like current offers and it comes up. They don't have every show um, and they don't have all the prime time. So if you're like, I need to go see, you know, the Tina Turner show on, you know, December 23rd and blah, blah. I don't know. You have to be flexible with the dates and, and even the show. But if you want something to do in New York and you live here and you like going to the theater, 
I recommend it. They have, I saw they had um, The Lion King, the Princess Diana Broadway show. They had Dear Evan Hansen. They had the Sex and the City. They had the circus. They have the Rockettes. The Rockettes tickets, I think, though. Well, actually, I think they were a lot less. I think they were like 51 bucks. So, anywho, there's that for you. Um, product of the day is this outfit that I bought at Uniqlo. I'm not even like the biggest, I, I like Uniqlo for like a few things, but you know what, I was in the store and I said to myself as I bought it, I said, if this if this outfit really turns out good, I'm going to have to talk about it on the pod. And it did, it's fabulous. It's uh, It makes up for a great Christmas gift. Um, and I'll tell you what size I got. It's called uh, Uniqlo Soft Fluffy Pants. And then they have the Uniqlo Soft Fluffy Top. It's wide leg fluffy material pants with a drawstring and elastic waist. And then you buy them separately. The pants are $19. And then the top is an oversized, you know, a mock turtleneck with sort of like a, a, almost like a, not a bell sleeve, but you know, like a biggish sleeve, like a boxy cut uh, turtleneck for also $19. Sweater. It's very chic looking. It's very chic. I got a cream color. You know what it's like? It's exactly like Kim Kardashian skims. You know, she came out with that skims and it's that super fuzzy, fluffy, fluffy material. That's exactly what this is like. The outfit, I think it's adorable. It comes in cream and brown and pink, I think, and gray. And it's $40 for the top and and the bottom. I'm not wearing it outside because it makes me look like a house, but it's really cute for in the house. Or I think it's cute, like if you want to, uh, you know, maybe if you're staying at somebody's house and you want to wear something comfortable and you don't care if you get there looking like a house, you know what I'm saying? Um, I was maybe going to get that for my sisters for Christmas with a couple other things, but I, and, but that's my product of the week. But what I wound up getting my sisters is I just ordered it. I hope it comes in time for Christmas. Uh, somebody was telling me about this website. I don't know if you know Bauble Bar. Bauble Bar. They they make these adorable monogrammed throws. Um, you know, and so I ordered them, you know, with their, their initials on it. It's a blanket. It's like a throw blanket. But, you know, you it comes in. I think I got them a pink and orange one. And it, it just has their initials all over the blanket, like repeated. Like as if, like imagine Louis Vuitton, but it's, you know, your initials. Not that style, but you know what I'm saying. I thought that that was a cute, a cute personalized thing for them for Christmas. But anyway, I love this Uniqlo set. I've been wearing it. I did. I wore it like three times around the house. I only wore it for a couple hours at a time. I didn't wash it yet, so I hope it washes well and it doesn't get you know like sometimes cream. You know, sometimes cream. You wash it and then it look. It's looking like dishwater. Like it's like dishwater gray, or it gets like just these rogue stains on it. Like I hope that that's not the case. But it's 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 adorable. It's absolutely great. Anyway, wow, we're coming to an end here of episode eighty three. That went fast. Oh, so listen, you got to tell me if you like the interviews because I got tons of comedy friends, comedian friends. Everybody wants to jump on the podcast. And I tell them, ah, I was like, the podcast is really just me in my living room shooting the breeze with some friends. That's really what it is. But if you really want to come on, you want to chat, you know, we could come up with a few topics. Great. So anyway, let me know what you think about the Mike Young episode. I'll post it when uh, I get it up on YouTube. But for now, it's episode 82 uh, on Spotify or in the Apple Store. And I am always happy to talk to you. And I still can't believe that it's not Thanksgiving and I'm sitting in front of my Christmas tree right now. Quote of the day by Tina Fey.
Best quote ever, say yes and figure the rest out later. Words to live by. I had a boss one time that said to me, just say yes. Just always just say yes. Never say no. Just say yes. You could always go back and say no after. You know what? And that's exactly what Tina's saying. I love it. Anyway, episode 83. I'm Elise DeLucci. I thank you for listening. I hope to meet you guys soon and see you out at some shows. And I hope you have a great week. Ciao, ciao. Oh, oh, oh.